Hello and welcome to Let's Talk ERP Cloud Podcast. This special edition podcast is brought to you in partnership with the Let's Talk Data Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Frank McGrory. We have a great conversation planned for everyone today. In just a few minutes, I'm going to speak with Michael Rush, a partner at PwC and the Global SAP Partner Alliance leader. Michael and I are going to spend some time today talking about PwC's global transformation and how their journey has already reduced their carbon footprint, improved data quality, and saved this powerhouse organization a little money and overhead along the way. So let's just jump right into it. Michael, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And um, let me talk a little bit about PwC and uh, my role there. So first of all, PwC is an independent accounting firm. Uh, with more than 156 member firms. We are a professional services organization and have more than 320,000 employees. We provide services in insurance, tax, and advisory, and I'm part of our SAP team. So I have the pleasure to lead this SAP team globally, and one part of this job is also to make sure that we definitely use SAP internally. So this is the reason that I'm traveling around, helping our countries to be convinced uh, from the SAP solution. While we are doing this, this is important to know, we have at the moment 50 different accounting solutions. Yeah? And this is part of this independency, um, uh, which is uh, yeah, in the G's. That is going back that we are not structured as a corporate company. We are structured as a partnership, as I mentioned before. So we now need to convince the member firms that the SAP solutions is the most suitable solution and brings a lot of business benefits to them. And at the end, it's the right approach. First, the members are already always looking for benefit from a financial point of view. This is given by the partner structure. And of course, we need to have benefits in terms of process optimization, TCE reduction, higher data quality, and a couple of more points, but we will cover this probably later. We need a software selection. And uh, as an outcome, Isfahana uh, showed up as the best solution for the firm. So, so speaking of that, uh, and and you talked a little bit about, you know, you know your the structure of the organization, how you you know have to work with each of the individuals around the globe to essentially you know share why they should go. You know, can we back up a minute and talk a little bit more about the driving factors? Why did you want to um, transform and, and evaluate a new, a new way of, or a more standard way of uh, going, to, going to market and going to business with, with all these partner firms? Yeah, definitely. And thanks for the question, Jen. First of all, as I mentioned, we have at the moment 50 different accounting systems, which makes life really complex uh, when you have to bring together, for example, one invoice for a global client of us, yeah, where we are present in, in all the countries where he is present, doing audit there or doing tax advice or doing advisory work. So there is a strong need for standardization of harmonization um, and that we can we all work together on the same system because this reduced the manual work, this reduced massively time failures, and it improved dramatically the standardization and the quality of data and at the end, we have more time and value to take care of our clients. By the way, another nice uh, side effect is that data security is better guaranteed instead of any paper around the world. When we were talking uh, the other week, 
I was fascinated at, you know, you, you don't realize when you have all these disparate systems in a global organization and you're working with global organizations and essentially you're billing from all those different entities. And the thought that you've kind of blew my mind a minute when you said that you could have, um, in some cases you could smash it, you would need to smash like 50 different invoices together. And I was, I was really surprised, not surprised, but I was, I don't know, I was kind of like, wow, I, you know, the magnitude of that, when you really think about it, and as we're all, you know, striving to be more seamless and striving to, uh, you know, be more uh, transparent and standardized. So that was, that for me really hit home. Um, I, I'm sure the partner organizations that are the, the, the firms across the world that you're working with have also probably started to see some value there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as I said, so the first thing is that we came to one single point of truth. Yeah, and we have in, uh, implemented Esfahana now already in, in parts of EMEA, um, including uh, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Belgium, Netherlands, France, and Spain, and uh, Italy, which already dramatically improved the work together between these EMEA countries. Yeah, and. It is really the standardization, the harmonization, uh, which is needed. And so this is really now our backbone. At the end, also reduced our IT overhead for more than uh, uh, more than 23%. Yeah? And, and uh, on the way, also reduced our carbon footprint dramatically because all this uh, physical paper is gone away. And uh, now we are stepping out of data centers. We are using everything out of the cloud. Walk me through your organizational change management process. What has worked and what would you do differently if you had the opportunity to go back and start this all over again? We had a couple of learnings and um, um, uh, lucky wise, we did a stepwise approach. So we started with a big country and a small country. And one of the learning uh, definitely was uh, the need to make really transparent to the organization what cloud at the end means. Yeah, um, and this conversation uh, is really so key and you have to talk not only to the stakeholders, you have also to talk to the project team and also to the uh, guys who are working later on with that in the accounting department, controlling department and all the departments around. Um, what the outcome is, what the changes in the future are and what's different to their existing system. So this is one key learning. Second one is um, you need to be very clear and ed- try to educate the people about what they get. What is the value they get out of that, that they really buy in from the beginning of the new solution. This is already part of the change management process. If you can convince the key people, and I don't mean the leaders, I really mean the key people in these departments, um, and they are convinced that they get at the end more time for valuable uh, client-related work or for, for valuable support work for business uh, departments, then they drive this forward. Right? And this change is, is really, I would say, the, the, the number one success factor. The software at the end, uh, uh, with all respect, uh, is working. It is really do the people buy in that and they, as if they are open um, to use that and to make the step in the new world. Now, some of you, you've been live. When was your first go live again? The first go live was Germany and Austria. 
So okay. a big country like Germany, which is a strategic country for us, and Austria is a smaller country. Yeah, and uh, we, have, we are clustered in, in, in three groups, and uh, we decided to have that in the big ones, but also in the, I would say, mid-sized countries. And there are, of course, uh, also smaller countries than Austria. Uh, if you go to, to Africa, if you go to Latin America or parts of Asia, so, um, but at least for the big ones, the midterm ones, um, X4HANA is the right solution. And then how are you managing? So again, PwC is a large company. There's, there's new people coming in. There's existing people moving to other roles. How are you managing that education that's required for the countries that have been live, you know, the, the better part of the year and, and that whole general education component? First of all, we, we tried it out in, in Germany and Austria, followed by Belgium and Netherlands and Switzerland. So um, we centralized the approach. Yeah? We standardized um, the training, we standardized the processes, uh, we standardized the data migration, uh, which is really important because um, even as an accounting firm, our data are not so accurate. Everybody would uh, uh, keep in mind or have in mind that they are so accurate. So there, there was a couple of uh, work to do, especially because we came from a couple of different uh, accounting systems where we had to download the data and bring them in the new system. Second, as I said, uh, we used Signavio as a process documentation tool. Oh, right. um, and this was important to figure out uh, what are really the global requirements and what are the local requirements. Yeah? So, and these local requirements, we have definitely to take care of and we need to find how we reflect these needed local requirements in the system implementation. And then speaking of Signavio, are you using any other uh, tools with respect to um, your implementation? Uh, of course, uh, we use uh, another tool, a partner tool of um, SAP for the migration. Uh -huh. Yeah, which is now standardized um, because of um, it helps us to, to dramatically uh, increase the data quality and also um, the usability of data which we need to migrate. Second, um, uh, we had the pleasure to be in the co-development with SAP for the professional services solution. Okay. And this one is built on the BTP. Yeah, so we use BTP for custom enhancements and developments which are currently used already in, in a couple of countries. And we further jointly develop uh, this professional services solution. Got it. Yeah, that's great. So how, um, switching gears just a little bit, we did dive in a little bit to, to some of the, the tools with Signavio and BTP, but let's talk about the innovation releases um, for public cloud. How are you managing those uh, releases, those bi-yearly releases? Yeah, this is... Um, um, and this is what, what I mentioned under the point, make the people aware uh, uh, what cloud really means. And so you have a standard uh, part of the cloud and you have also, of course, the uh, um, enhancements which are required for, for, for the local gap or uh, for local regulatory reporting or other local requirements regarding data protection. Yeah? So, but at the end, the cloud is managed centrally and this is the benefit and the beautiness of the cloud. And uh, this is for our CIO now really a big help um, that you can drive the standardization around the globe. Because when you are on the cloud, you have to follow the rhythm of the cloud. Yeah? 
And this helps us also to come to the other targets which we had, which I already mentioned. Yeah, so uh, the reduce the TCO, uh, increase, increase the efficiency, improve the transparency, and at least uh, also improve dramatically the data quality. And, and, and with this, the process of billing our clients, of preparing the controlling sheets for the big global programs, and uh, cover with more topics. So are you managing the innovation releases locally or globally? We started locally, and now with the third rollout, uh, this is now managed globally. So tell me, it's, I mean, you've been, you've, you're live in a handful of countries. You sound like you've, um, you're at the top level of your, whatever, uh, whatever your chosen air, airline is. <laughs> and um, how, how, what are some lessons learned? What would you share with somebody if you were having a chat with them, they're getting ready to, to embark on a, a global program like you, like PwC? The learnings I would say, uh, first of all, change management is key, as I mentioned. Cloud awareness is key. Uh, train the people and have the right governance body in place. This is an important thing. Projects always tend to deliver projects uh, and think, think about the project time and not the time afterwards. Yeah? But after the project time, there's runtime. And um, whatever you have not fixed in the project time will then fall in the runtime. And uh, sometimes projects tend to go for solutions which make the project life easy, but not the run life uh, afterwards. Um, so have the right government's body in place to really decide what is fixed in the, during the project and what is fixed uh, afterwards. And then really take the local requirements serious uh, and find a solution which fits to the cloud approach. Yeah? And the ATP solution is flexible enough to reflect that, um, but you have to find the right way. And then here's a good one. What are you most proud of? You've been on this journey the whole time. You've been in this role. What, what would you say you're most proud of? I would say it was a long journey. It was a hard journey, um, especially because of the uh, development part with SAP. Yeah, it's always nice to be in co-development with SAP on one hand, because you get really access uh, to the development department. You get support from Max Attention and all these guys. Um, on the other hand, you should keep in mind that you're a better, better tester. Yeah, so you don't get a proven software which is already 10,000 times used. You are the first one. Yeah, and uh, this caused a lot of additional effort, and you may need to be sure that uh, yeah, um, uh, this is taking time from your project team. But at the end, and this is where I really be proud of, is we are developing a great solution, and there are also other partners. Uh, you can also say competitors, but they are keen to get the software as well. And I had the pleasure to speak uh, to many of these very uh, senior firms in the world, uh, which are looking now in this solution. And this was part of our project success. So the cooperation with SAP, uh, this made me really proud. This is the external part, I would say, and internal that we now have, at least for the countries I mentioned, and uh, we are on the way now to implement in Brazil. Uh, we are on the way uh, to implement in Japan. Uh, that we convinced so many PwC CFOs that this is the right solution by showing them the results we currently have and the results are really outstanding. All right, Michael, we're coming to the end of our time together. Is there any final parting words you'd like to share with any 
uh, any customers that are getting ready to uh, embark on a, an S4 HANA cloud uh, implementation and transformation? Yeah, happy to answer. So I would give two advices. One is on the architectural side, and this is uh, try to use as much as possible solution from SAP for your journey, because this makes really your integration life uh, much easier. We on our side, for uh, political or strategic reasons, have not everything from SAP. We have also competitors from SAP in our architecture, and I can tell you uh, this really uh, was not the easiest part by the implementation. Second argument, um, whenever you are also not only um, a professional services firm and you have your own consulting department, take in mind that a profit has no honor in its own country. Yeah, So this was really a, a funny thing. Yeah? We implement SAP around the world for clients of all sizes, but we had a lot of questions internally if we are really capable to de deliver these mm -hmm. programs, uh, which which worries me a little bit. But I think we have proven now that we uh, that we can do it, or that we have done it. Yeah, but Absolutely. this was a funny funny learning curve. Yes, you're a, you're a large public cloud organization within um, within SAP, so I think you can do it. Well, thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate your time today, and especially as you're getting ready to uh, jump on a plane and, and head to your next location. Thank you, Jen. What a pleasure. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Let's Talk ERP Cloud. If you enjoyed this conversation and want to continue in a smaller, more interactive setting, I would like to invite you to sign up for a value exploration workshop. This two and a half hour program will provide you an opportunity to have a hands-on gamified experience in an ERP simulation competition, followed by a Rise with SAP strategy session. Check out the show notes to learn more about the value exploration workshop and upcoming dates. Finally, I would like to thank the Let's Talk Data podcast for their partnership. We couldn't do what we do without them. Until next time, I am Jennifer Frank McGrory. Have a great rest of your day.